When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, look at this. Look at this. What is going on, people? My name is Jay London, aka FPL of the day. I'm a brand new YouTuber, just started this season, yeah? And I'm now teaming up with Fantasy Football Scout to bring you videos every single week. This is crazy. This is this is absolutely insane, all right? Big up to everyone who's been supporting the channel. Um, and this is a nice early indication for you to go and have a little look and see what I've been up to, see what I've been doing on my YouTube channel. Give me a little follow uh, on Twitter as well. Loads of interactions and stuff going on there. So basically in this video, I'm gonna be having a look at the teams, have a bit of a knee-jerk reaction, go through the scores, go through the fixtures, talk about some of the players that maybe we should be targeting, some of the teams that we should be avoiding and caveats straight away, I've got no idea what I'm doing. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, this is the first time that I've done one of these streams. Um, I'm going to keep looking over here because this is where I've got the slides and stuff that you keep on seeing. I've got a webcam set up because I haven't managed to get this bad boy set up yet. But we will do that in the future as well. So just, yeah, bear with me, all right? Don't go too hard. I'm in the deep end. This is the first live kind of stream that I've done. Um, and let's just dive straight in, all right? It's going to be a lot of fun. Before we begin, I want to start... <laughs> <laughs> with my team points. I'm only showing you this, and I'll be honest. I'm only showing you this because I've had a good week. <laughs> so just quickly going to go through it. De Gea uh, didn't do very well. Two points there, but we all know that Man United's defence is complete trash. It was funny because the transfer that I was going to make um, was going to be Kasper Schmeichel um, and De Gea out, but I decided to just bring in a Burnley defender to get to get set up for game week 33, but we won't go into that. But yeah, the person that you can see right there in the middle is the highlight, and the reason why I've managed to gain 80 points this game week, it's been an amazing game week, because of my actual son, this guy here. Look at him, 42 points. This is absolutely insane. Um, I actually did put on Twitter, good morning to everyone that wanted um, a son hat-trick, and yeah, behold... Here he is with his hat trick. Martinelli would have been, it would have been nice if he got that goal as well because he had one ruled out, uh, which we'll talk about in just a bit. And Rafinha, I'm not going to get into it now. We'll get into it when we talk about the Leeds fixtures. Let's just have a look um, at the results and, and stuff from last from the last game week. Just a quick summary there so you can see what's going on and the teams and stuff that we're going to be talking about. But we don't need to do that. We don't need to spend too much time looking at the overall results because we're going to go for it team by team. Knee-jerk reaction, starting with Newcastle versus Wolves. So, <laughs> this one here was a little bit of a troll situation because I saw so many people in the community talking about St. Maximan. A lot of people put him in, obviously getting ready for the double in 33 as well. But uh, it was Chris Wood that stole the day. And I don't know if anybody would have predicted that Chris Wood um, was going to be getting some points. Newcastle's defence doesn't look too bad. So shout out to everyone that has uh, Debrafka. Or maybe you've got Debrafka and Saar. And then you went for Debrafka and then put Saar on the bench. Because I know a lot of people did do that. And yeah, so Newcastle came away with the clean sheet. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about Newcastle and Wolves. Because of course Wolves do blank in 33. So that means you're not going to get trapped. And you don't have to go for any of their players. 
but they're not looking great at the moment, are they? So yeah, if you was going to go for a Newcastle player going forward, if we're talking knee jerky, Chris Wood, I'm still not convinced there. I wouldn't be picking him. I wouldn't be going with St. Maximan either, which is a little bit controversial, but yeah, he didn't he he wasn't that great in the last game week um or the last few. I mean, he still can do damage, but yeah, I mean, there's plenty of other people that we could be going for. But if you want a cheap defender, yeah, maybe maybe Newcastle is the way forward. Let's not spend any more time talking about that because it was a bit of a boring fixture. Let's move on to my team. <sighs> Man United have lost another game and they've lost it to Everton, who are possibly, who've possibly been the worst team over the last few fixtures. They've just been conceding goals left, right and centre. Dominic Calvert-Lewin's been trolling people everywhere. Um, Richardson's starting to pick up a little bit of form. But how have Man United not scored a goal against Everton? Please, can somebody tell me down in the comments? How has this happened? So yeah, 1-0 to Everton. If we're talking about Everton players that we can be targeting, I'm maybe going to go for Richarlison. Um, again, they're a team that I'm not really going to be spending too much time and too much focus on. I don't really want to be bringing in too many Everton players because, yeah, even though they've started to pick up a little bit of form, I still think they're a little bit dodgy. But Man United, what is what is actually going on over there? Like, we're about to have a double game week. Bruno Fernandes is a person that I spoke about um, in my last free hit draft. And I recorded this before the Man United game, admittedly. And I just don't know if, if he's a person that I would bring in now. I'd rather have a single game week player like Son. Um, not even just because he scored a hat-trick in the last game week. But because Bruno Fernandes just, oh, and just the rest of the Man United squad just doesn't look amazing. They just don't look that great. Cristiano Ronaldo, we don't know whether he's going to be fit or not. Like every game week, there seems to be some sort of doubt about him starting. Um, Sancho looks like he's pretty nailed on, but... He's really not really not adjusted to the Man United style yet. And yeah, I, again, I don't know if he's a person that I want to be putting in. But I guess if you're using your free hit in game week 33 and you do want a little bit of a punt, then maybe Sancho is the guy. And then you go for someone like De Bruyne over Bruno Fernandes. But yeah, in that game, not much to discuss there. Not No clean sheets for Man United again. I don't know if I'd be wanting to target any defenders for game week 33, but if we're talking about a knee-jerk reaction, Gordon has trolled a lot of people, and I'm sorry if you own him, because um, I know a lot of people started Gordon in the last game week, benched him this one, and then he's gone, gone away and scored a goal, which was a massive deflection, to be honest. Massive, massive deflection. So, yeah, you can be, you count yourself unlucky or lucky, whatever way you want to look at it. But, yeah, to summarise, Man United... We're talking about knee jerks. I don't know if I'm going to be knee jerking and putting any of their players in. I don't know if I'm going to be knee jerking and putting in any Everton players as well. <sighs> Maybe Sancho at a push if we're free hitting. But that's all that we need to say about that. Like we just need to, Man United just need to hurry up and fix themselves up. Because yeah, I've pretty much given up for the rest of the season. Let's just move on. Move on and talk about the next fixture which was... Arsenal against Brighton. This was a shock. This was a very big shock. Not because I massively rate Arsenal or because I don't rate Brighton, but Brighton haven't been scoring many goals. Um, and yeah, they've, they've, they've been known for keeping clean sheets more often than actually scoring goals. And Arsenal have been known for actually keeping clean sheets um, and scoring goals. So it's gone the opposite. Like I don't know if anybody expected expected this result here. Brighton to be scoring two goals against Arsenal. 
Trossard's strike was actually quite nice. Erdegaard looked a little bit lucky, I'm not going to lie. Um, if you've seen the goal, I don't know how that managed to... That, it was a big deflection. It was a big deflection. Anyone that's claiming that that was a great strike from Erdegaard, you just need to watch the replay again um, and pay a little bit more attention to it. But yeah, obviously Arsenal do have that double game week in 33 and it's just a little bit annoying that they're coming into this form where they're conceding goals now um, and we're all going to be thinking about tripling up on them. Martinelli and Saka still look like my favourite boys um, if we're talking about the Arsenal midfield. But then if we're looking at the defence, Ben White, Ramsdale, I know a lot of people are going to be going for them. Are there players that we're going to want to be bringing in if we're not free-hitting? Does Arsenal defence look that great? I don't know. I don't know if they can be trusted. But again, if we're talking about free hits, of course, we're, there's going to be quite a few Arsenal players in there. I do still like the look of Martinelli. I do still like the look of Saka. I think Martinelli was a little bit unlucky to get that goal ruled out. If I go back to my team, yeah, you can see that Saka was in there um, and so was Martinelli. And they've come away with three points between them. <laughs> Which isn't, which isn't the best. So yeah, I feel a little bit hard done by the fact that Martinelli didn't get that goal. It was such fine margins, wasn't it? But yeah, if if we're talking about game week thirty three, if we're going to be knee jerking, then uh, Trossard maybe Brighton also have a double fixture, so maybe Trossard. But again, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be touching Brighton. Arsenal still look like the team to target for game week thirty three. If we're talking about either of these two. Um, and yeah, we can just hope for the best and hope that they pick up a little bit more form. Keep a clean sheet in at least one of those games and Saka comes away with a hat-trick. That would be nice, right? That would be very, very nice. Let's move on to the next fixture. The one that was huge on Saturday. Chelsea, loads of people was doubting them, thinking that, oh yeah, they've been conceding goals and this, that, and oh, they're losing it. 6 nil. Six goals. I don't know why I'm smiling like I support Chelsea or that I even had any of their players in my team because I had none of them. But it's just exciting because I've still actually got my wild card, um, which I'm going to be playing in game week 34. So to see these Chelsea boys now coming into form again and lighting it up, players like Werner, who I'm not going next to. So yeah, let's get straight into the knee jerk with people like Werner. Obviously, he scored two goals. I wasn't impressed with the amount of chances that he missed. Um, he's not been great for Chelsea. You don't need me to tell you that since he joined. Um, and the goals that he did score, I kind of feel like there would have been goals that maybe I'm being a little bit harsh. Maybe the first one was actually quite good. But yeah, apart from that first goal, I feel like he was quite fortunate to get the others. Obviously, right place, right time and all of that stuff. You've got to be on the pitch. I mean, Lukaku wasn't even there. So yeah, he's, he's doing better than him. Um but Werner's not a person that I don't think... I don't feel like we should be touching him. I don't know. Maybe this is something that's going to be clipped and be tweeted to me at FPL of the day um, when Chelsea go on and Werner just keeps on scoring hat-tricks or something like that. But I, I wouldn't knee-jerk into that. I wouldn't be picking Werner, um, even though he scored two goals. Let's not get too carried away there. Yeah, he still, he still missed a lot of chances as well. So... It is quite good that he's getting into the right place at the right time. Mason Mount is a player that I would be looking at. But obviously, this all does just depend on Europe. It would actually be nice from an FPL point of view if Chelsea did go out of the Champions League. Because um, then we would be getting some nice, some nice runs and we wouldn't be having to pick players that we are fearing are going to be dropped. Like Rhys James, for example. Loads of people put him in. He got rested. Um, 
But yeah, I imagine that he's going to be starting some games going forward. So yeah, if you're using your wild card or you're thinking about that, Chelsea does need to be a team that we're targeting. Havertz, for me, is probably going to be top of the list. If I can get him in there, midfield is looking very juicy and stacked. Um, so yeah, it's going to be quite hard to get in all of these Chelsea boys and um, some Man City players and the Tottenham boys and all of that if you want to be, you know, stacking up your midfield but yeah Havertz is probably going to be top of the list Mount if you want to go for a slightly cheaper option um, but even both of them if you can get him in there and then a nailed on Chelsea defender like Reese James if he does continue to get those minutes that we expect him to Rudiger still seems the most nailed on for me um, and then you've got Thiago Silva as well who's in there so yeah Chelsea defense looks good so does Mount so does Havertz um, if I'm knee-jerking from this game, it wouldn't even be a knee-jerk because, yeah, they were players that were on our radar from before. Southampton looked really, really bad. So going into that double game week, I don't know what to expect there. Maybe we now need to be targeting them because they made a lot of defensive mistakes. They made a lot of mistakes and, yeah, they, they made it quite easy for Chelsea as well. But, that, yeah, that's not taking anything away from Chelsea who completely smashed it. Six goals. Don't know if anyone saw that coming, but... Yeah, we're going to be wanting to stack up on them from like game week 34 onwards, right? Shall we move on to the next team? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let me go over here to my next screen. I feel like I, I feel like I'm getting the hang of this thing. Yeah, as I say, first time that I'm using it. So yeah, go go easy on me. Moving on to fixture five, which was Watford against Leeds. So obviously, I'm going to talk about Rafinha here. Those of you that follow my channel at FPL of the Day, or you follow me on Twitter will know that me and Rafinha have got a hate-hate relationship. I had him from the start of the season. He's done the, the most amount of trolling that I could ever have imagined um, for me this year because we know that Rafinha is great. He's a great player. He looks great on the eye. Um, but every time that I seem to have him starting in my team, he comes away with like a one point or two point. I might rest him or remove him or something like that. Then he'll score a goal or something. I'll bring him back in. Um, and then he'll just continue to blank again. But he's actually done it. He's actually gone away and scored a goal. Yes, this is now his farewell gift to me. <laughs> he scored a goal. This is his present. He is never going to be in my FPL team again because uh, it's very, very likely that he's going to be moving. He's blanking in game week 34, and then he might not be in the Premier League ever again. So Rafinha, thank you very much. Goodbye. Farewell. It's been a journey. Let's let's talk about the rest of the Leeds team. Harrison, Rodrigo, Watford just didn't look great at all, did they? They just looked really, really bad. So I still feel like they are a team that we can be targeting. Um, I think Brentford's playing them next in game week 33, who actually look quite good. So yeah, if you want to go for a single game week player in 33, maybe we need to be looking at some Brent Brentford assets. Maybe that's the case. Yeah, let me know your thoughts down in the comments, of course. Um, but yeah, shout out to Leeds. They also managed to keep a clean sheet, which is very, very rare. Um, 
Loads of people are going to be transferring out Rafinha in game week 33 because of that double. And yeah, I, I, I understand. It makes complete sense. It makes complete sense. Um, so yeah, if you want to be targeting any Leeds players, I'm, I'm, I mean, maybe Rafinha is still the one to go to. But as I said, when we was talking about the Chelsea fixture, there's so many midfielders now that we can be looking at, that we can be talking about. So yeah, I don't know if Rafinha will ever make it back into an FPL team around me. Um, again, Watford, I'm just not interested in them. Um, if I'm talking about any of their strikers, Dennis, the ultimate troll, King, the ultimate troll, um, I'm just, I'm really just not interested in any of them. Their defence doesn't look great either. And yeah, they're still struggling down there at the bottom. So sorry, Watford fans, if you're watching, if we're talking about knee jerking, we don't even need to knee jerk into that one. Um, Watford's a team that we need to stay away from. Rafinha needs to come out in game week 33 because yeah, they haven't got a fixture and there's so many other midfielders that we can be talking about. That's not a bias, hate, opinion. <laughs> Let's have a look at the next fixture. Before I do, should have mentioned this at the start. I know a lot of you love your stats, you love your facts, you love your fixtures and Fantasy Football Scout is amazing for that because you know they bring us everything that we need all the tools and stuff like that that we need for this season but I'm a night test man I'm very much a night test man I like to watch games um I like to watch the highlights if I've managed if I've missed a game and just talk about the things that are obvious in front of us in front of our eyes so yeah hopefully you find use from these videos as we go forward um, and you can use your tools your stats and your facts and and things like that but for people that do appreciate the eye test as well I'm your guy. I'm your guy for that, okay? All right, so let's have a look at the next fixture, which is Aston Villa and Spurs. So, yeah, talking about the eye test, this was one that I managed to catch and I managed to watch the full 90 minutes. How amazing was Son? I feel sorry for people that went for Salah and didn't put in Son. I don't feel sorry for them because, yeah, it's actually helped my rank quite a lot. And let's be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm trying really hard to climb up. 35k isn't bad uh, but yeah I, I'm hoping to get a higher rank than that but Son saved the day he really did I feel like people that have Salah um, we'll get into the Liverpool game um, in a bit but I don't feel like Salah played that bad and he was playing Manchester City but yeah Son against Aston Villa the form that he's in and the form that Tottenham are in at the moment just looks incredible. Conte seems to have things under control. Kane and Son, the link-up has always been great, but it just seems to have reached another level now. I mean, that assist from Kane. Oh, my God. The head, the little flick, the little flick on. And then Son, obviously, was never in doubt. Finished it. It was amazing. Nice little hat-trick there. Kulisewski is probably the best value for money right now as well. He's just, he's doing so much. He's creating chances. He's involved with so many of these attacks. Um... So yeah, if you can't stretch to Son or you want to double up on those on that Spurs midfield, that's definitely something that I would be considering because yeah, they both look they both look great. So does Harry Kane. He's the only striker really that we're interested in. So yeah, big up to Spurs. They also managed to keep a clean sheet as well. I think at the time of recording as well, Doherty is out for the rest of the season. I've not actually had a closer look at that, but obviously keep an eye on Fantasy Football Scout. Um, and check that that is the case because yeah it looks like he might have he might have to come out for game week 33 um, for that for that double game week there's loads of players that we could be putting in there I mean we did just speak about Newcastle and you know Burnley and, and teams like that will come to if we want to be talking about their defenders but yeah Spurs 
I would heavily uh, be looking at Son, not just because he scored a hat-trick, not just because this is a knee-jerk video, but he's been smashing it for the last sort of three game weeks or so. And yeah, he's a person that I'm going to be wanting to keep in my team. Let's move on to the next fixture. We're almost at the end. I know this is, this is flying by. Right, so the next fixture is, of course, Brentford against West Ham, which, again, was another shocking result. I expected West Ham to at least score a goal here. Um, I didn't expect Brentford to be keeping a clean sheet. I didn't expect West Ham to be conceded too. And I didn't expect the ultimate troll of the season, Mbumo, to actually get a goal and an assist. Look at this. Tony and Mbumo. Remember when we all had Mbumo at the start of the season? Remember when we all had Tony at the start of the season? And they came away and was doing absolutely nothing. Now, Tony has cut his hair. And he's, <laughs> he's smashing it. He's lighting it up. So is Mbumo. I really do like the link up between the two of them. Um, so, yeah, I, I I don't know, man. I feel like if we're talking about cheap players, again, midfielders, Mbumo's not going to make the cut. There's too many people to pick from. But Tony maybe is a striker that we can put back on the radar. If, we, if we've got the change, if we've got some spare cash, and, you know, we don't need to to downgrade right down to like a 5.5 striker or a 4.5 striker. If you've still got your wild card in your pocket like I have, maybe he's someone that we're going to be looking at um, because Brentford haven't looked too bad in the last couple of game weeks. Now that Ericsson's there as well, seems to be tying things together and sewing things together. So shout out to Brentford. Um, yeah, you must be buzzing if you are a Brentford fan. 2-0. Um, against West Ham, you looked really, really good as well. So yeah, knee-jerk wise, the only person that we're really interested in is going to be Ivan Tony from that game. I'm, I'm not going anywhere near Mbumo ever again because he's haunted me. Let's move on to the next game, which was of course Leicester against Crystal Palace. We all had eyes on this because of Leicester's amazing fixtures that they've got coming up. Yep. We all want Madison. We all want um, Barnes. Shout out to everybody that was with me that brought in Barnes in game week 30 instead of Madison. What an awful decision that was. Madison's the person that's been getting all the points. Barnes was, of course, rested. And now we're all just a little bit stuck for double game week 33 because we don't know whether or not the same is going to happen to Madison now. I've got a bad feeling about this. I feel like Madison might be getting some minutes reduced. Obviously, they're still in Europe as well. But he was the guy. He was the guy that I was eyeing up for my captaincy for game week thirty three. So I still feel like he he he's an asset, and I still feel like he needs to be in our team going forward, especially with all the fixtures that that Leicester do have coming up. Um, but yeah, it is a little bit annoying that he he's played so much minutes now, and Barnes was the one that was rested. Maybe maybe we need to captain Barnes, but then am I just drawing myself into another mistake here again? where I go for Barnes over Madison, I don't think it's going to happen. So, going to keep an eye on it. Um, Zaha's looked to right. Again, he's been an ultimate troll just for FPL in general, but he missed a penalty. Um, then he got to take it again. Then he missed that penalty again and then scored the rebound. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm still not going to be going anywhere near Zaha. Um, Crystal Palace assets. Oh, again, oh, Mateta. Some people I know have been talking about him on Twitter. He's not doing it for me, guys. I'm sorry. He's not doing it for me. Iniacho is someone who we're eyeing up. But again, we just don't know how much minutes are going to be managed there. Maybe we need to be bringing in some lesser defenders. Maybe the key is Kasper Schmeichel. 
for that double game week and maybe that's the person that I should have transferred in this week instead of going with De Gea but I just thought it was a sideways move like I knew that they were both going to concede goals I just didn't expect um, Schmeichel to save two penalties even though only one of them counted um, right so um, yeah that's that for that fixture let's move on to the next one um, players again that we're going to be targeting for that it's just Madison and Barnes it's a no-brainer maybe one of the Leicester boys in defence but the rotation risk for some of those defenders, I'm still not sure. Um, keeping an eye on Castagna and um, Justin to see what they do in the next fixtures as well. Shall we move on to the next one? Let's move on to the next one. Fixture number nine, which was Norwich against Burnley. <laughs> Burnley are just looking so bad. Oh, I need them to look good as well because we want to be bringing in at least one of their defenders. I feel for everybody that have that has brought in Weghorst because he's just just been rubbish. He's he's done nothing. Like Weghorst has just been a troll. He's definitely someone that I'm not going to be bringing in be bringing in into my team. Um, <laughs> I kind of considered it, and yeah, for that double in the last game week, and then for this fixture against Norwich, and then obviously he's got the double coming up as well. Corne actually looks better than him, but did you see the miss? Corne has possibly done one of the, the worst misses I've ever seen. Like, he, one of the misses of the season. If you miss the game, loads of misses in there. If you miss the game, then do catch up because, yeah, you need to have a look at that and then heavily consider whether you want someone like that in your team. Because if he's going to be getting those chances and he's not putting those away, then oh, I just don't know. I don't know if I can go near him. I don't know if I can touch him. I might just have to stay away from Corne. But, yeah, 2-0 to Burnley. Shout out to you guys that put in Pookie because he has come away for goal. Um, took it really nicely. Bernie made it nice and easy for him. He had so much time and space there. I wouldn't be going near Norwich at this point unless I wanted to just take a cheeky little punt um, on someone like Pookie. Because, yeah, their fixtures don't look too bad, I guess, coming up. Um, but, yeah, again, there's loads of people that we can be looking at. Maybe Tony is the better option there because um, I just like what he's been doing. But... Yeah, Burnley, it's going to be interesting for game week 33 because, as I say, we do need Burnley to actually get their act together and start picking up some points. I might go with one of their defenders, like you can see in my own team, if I go back to this screen over here and click on that, then you can see I've already got one of them on the bench. So, yeah, my team for game week 33 is looking like a whole load of doublers um, and then Son and Kane once I've, once I've taken out Rafinha. I've actually got two free transfers um, to use. So, yeah, I might actually bring in um, just like another Leicester player, which is Madison. Um, and then, yeah, maybe a defender either from Newcastle or or I don't know if I want to be touching Burnley again. But, yeah, back to the fixtures. Um, I really don't feel like I'm going to go anywhere near Norwich. Um, and I don't feel like I'm going to be bringing in anyone like Weghorst anytime soon because... <laughs> Yeah, he's not. I don't even know if he had a shot. Did he have a shot? He might have had a shot. Didn't even make it to 60 minutes. Oh, that is that is pain. That is pain. Right. Let's have a look at the last fixture. Last but not least, Manchester City against Liverpool. What an absolute stormer. Big, big game. Ah, oh, it was the game of the game week. Really, really enjoyed that. You don't need me to really talk about players like Kevin De Bruyne because... We all know how amazing he is. It was just a matter of time before he started to find his form again. He has definitely done that. Loads of people are talking about taking out Mohamed Salah now. 
and putting in De Bruyne, which I do not begrudge you for because, yeah, De Bruyne is looking insane. Like, he's just such an amazing player. Um, one of the guys that I really do like the look of still, and that is maybe flying under the radar a little bit because of um, Diaz and, and Mane and, and the minutes that are getting managed, and Firmino, is Diogo Jota. So I'm I'm I don't know whether I'm shooting myself in the foot here, but when I do play my wild card, I'm considering leaving Salah out. There's going to be so many comments about this. Leaving Salah out, putting in Jota to cover that Liverpool attack, um, and then just stacking up the rest of my midfield with players like De Bruyne and Son um, and Havertz. I don't know. Like maybe maybe you, maybe you agree, maybe you disagree. Obviously, keep an eye on my channel um, at FPL of the day. And just, yeah, because I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be putting together a wildcard draft in game week 34. But let me know your thoughts on that down in the comments below. Um, I know a lot of people are fed up with Salah, but guys, he was playing Manchester City. He's playing Man City. So I don't know what, what we really expected there. Did we really expect Salah to come away with like a huge amount of attacking returns? I know Liverpool have scored two goals, um, but yeah, Man City is so great in defence and going forward. We really didn't know what way that game was going to go. It's come out with a draw. The only thing that I will take from that game is that Cancelo needs to be back in our teams because even though you can't see him on the screen here, um, apart from that one assist, okay, you can see him on the screen here. He was amazing. Did he pick up any bonus as well? Um, yeah, he picked up a bonus point too, didn't he? Yeah, picked up a nice little bonus point. So Cancelo is a guy that I'm going to continue to... Just make sure he's back in the team for the rest of the season. Trent is Trent. I mean, we all know what he is capable of. It's not that knee-jerky. We know that De Bruyne is amazing. So is Cancelo. So is Alexander-Arnold. Jota can do damage when he's on the pitch. And Salah actually, I feel, is a keep. I know a lot of people are going to disagree with that. But he's playing Man United next, who look absolutely awful. We are we are really tired at the back. It's not looking good at all. Um and then he's got like teams like Everton. Like, do you really want to be taking out Mohamed Salah when he's going to be playing Man United and Everton? I don't think so. So yeah, little bit, little bit of a tricky one to decide on. Let me know what you're doing down in the comments. And that wraps that up pretty much. Yeah, that wraps it up. So yeah, having a look back at all the fixtures there, some nice results. Um, the biggest one, of course, being that Chelsea 6-0. Um, and Spurs not even too far behind. I think I heard the commentator say that they've actually scored the most goals this season, which is more than like um, Liverpool and Manchester City. So that's definitely something worth keeping an eye on as well. Um, so yeah, that is it. That's it. Like, that's my first video on Fantasy Football Scout. Big shout out um, for getting it all the way through um, down to down to the end. As I say, if this is the first time that you're seeing my face, then hopefully you come over to my channel and you get um, familiar with some of the videos. I like to keep things short and snappy and sweet. So do check out um, the free hit guide that I did in the last video. And yeah, hopefully I will see you on the next one. Good luck for game week 33 let me know what you think about this down in the comments below let me know if you find these videos helpful um, and if you're going to be taking anything away or if you're just going to be bringing in son because you knew that already and you didn't need me to tell you that okay i'll see you on the next one take care for now um yeah and good luck